Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing amazing. It's great to see all these amazing faces that are so precious and priceless to God. And there is uh, no one that we've ever set eyes on that God doesn't love and care about. So how much more true are those that are gathering in his name and today, and I pray that there's a so spirit that's fresh and this new season of fall that things are falling off of us. Can we let some things fall off us right now? It just naturally happens. When the Father enters the room and he enters our life and our heart, things fall off of us. And I know it's been a season of some opposition for so many of us. And today, the, the energy I've been sensing is, not the calm before the storm, but the calm before the rainbow. And the rainbow, a sign of promise, a sign of color, life, beauty, that God's with us. And that God is going to do something heroic in our life. Today, as we're continuing Love the City, and it's truly not a series, it is who we are as a people that God is love and he's loved us and it's our joy to be like him and that he's one day coming back and he's going to make all things new and he's going to bring a city and we get to be a part of this heaven's restoration project where God wants to dwell with mankind to be amongst and be in relationship and connecting and that he sent Jesus to help close that gap and make all of that possible and, and we're going into Love the City Week so today, the message is close the gap. And I want to submit to us this morning that it's not a message, but it is a, a, a method of heaven that can be applied in any particular situation at any given time. And the gap is everywhere. And I pray today that we'll see that more and the types of gaps. And I think some of us will be uncomfortable, but if you trust where the Lord is leading us uh, through me, I think we're going to get somewhere beautiful. And uh, my name's Jerome. If I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, I get to be the lead pastor here. And lead pastor just simply means like a coach who, who the owner is Jesus. He's the head of the operation. He's allowed me to coach and help get people in the game so that they can minister in a way that he's called them to minister in all of their areas of life. There's no place or activity in our life that isn't ministry. Maybe you saw this week on ESPN, there was a 30 for 30 on Dennis Rodman. And we developed a discipleship curriculum and process and movement for the local church years ago. And I would tell Dennis Rodman's story during our breakout session for Circle of Life, that discipleship is past our you can pull up Dennis Rodman's picture. Um, yeah, there we go. So it's past our Sunday morning experience that uh, in order to disciple somebody or love somebody, we have to enter their circle of life and not Lion King, you know, that circle of life, even though that's really cool. That's a good song. We saw the Lion King. It was on my wife's like checklist, bucket list type thing. Surprise. That was one of the home runs I've hit. I've also struck out many times, but that was a good, that was a good day. We went and saw Lion King at the Wharton. It was amazing, circle of life. Circle of life, though, in Get Rooted is looking at people's friends, 
their family, their job, their personal Jesus time, their church experience, and that all in the center as somebody who's helped cultivating what God wants to do is pointing them to how they see God. So that we can't think that God wants to grow us that's limited to just this moment here. This is a great touch point. Oh, this is a heroic time. We gather, we encourage one another, we stir each other up as way of reminder until Jesus comes back. Like, keep going, keep loving, keep forgiving, beautiful. But we have a circle of life that's family, work, and friends, and our personal Jesus time, whether that's there or not, and our church experience, and all of that is shaping how we view God. So we have to get past just what we see on the outside. And to use that illustration, when we see Dennis Rodman, what do you think? Right? You think who? What else do you think? Weird? Okay, thanks. What else? North Korea. Extravagant. Extravagant. It's nice way to put it. What? Rebounds. Yeah, I think he averaged 17 rebounds in one particular year. What? Box out drill. There was a time when people would just refer to Dennis Rodman simply as freak. Freak show. And most of that was because he... Uh, was famously known as dressing up in a wedding gown and, and went down the streets of Chicago and created quite a frenzy. And they were telling the story about Dennis Rodman on ESPN. And during the trainings, we would use Dennis Rodman. It was a pretty cool, neat week that Dennis Rodman was, uh, the 30 for 30 was released because this has been the fundamental story that we've taught behind the scenes because he's such an iconic figure. And... When I read Dennis Rodman's Wikipedia story, it changed the way I would even think about Dennis Rodman, let alone begin to approach him, one, to share the gospel if I met Dennis, but two, on how I could disciple him. Uh, Dennis was raised in an all-woman household, never saw affection from his mom, but yet was so close to her that when he got put in a nursing home, or I mean, uh, as as a kid that was going into just getting the pre-K work uh, from that transition from him as an infant, he had such anxiety that he didn't, he, he resisted so bad, he never didn't want to be separated from his mom, yet his mom had never told him, he said still to this day in the 30 for 30, that she loved him and showed much affection to him. His two sisters were outstanding athletes, and he could barely, was known as barely even being able to make a layup in high school, was cut from all the team, he was the laughing stock. And he tagged along with them, and he was just overwhelmed by the all-female household. In fact, Deborah and Kim, his sisters, went on to be All-Americans at Louisiana Tech. Deborah won two national titles. And so he was in their shadow for most of his life. He hit a crazy growth spurt. He was 5'6 as a freshman in high school. And then as he entered college, very small school, uh, started to play basketball because he was so tall. And... He was very successful. He led the NAIA in rebounding twice. He averaged 25 points. And the NAIA is a few steps away from Division One. So he is more gifted, more skilled just by his height and stature and athletic ability. And he's dominating. At 20 years old, he loses his virginity to a prostitute. Uh, During college one summer, 
during a youth basketball camp, he befriended one of his friends um, who was a camper. And the camper was super shy and withdrawn because the camper that previous summer was a part of a hunting accident where he shot and killed his best friend by accident. And then that friend and Dennis Rodman developed such a friendship where Dennis got taken home to his new friend's house in Oklahoma, but the family wouldn't receive him because he was black. But yet they were so grateful that Dennis was bringing their son out of his shell that they set aside their prejudices. Dennis this week, I was told in the 30 for 30, said that he just wished he would have been loved and maybe his story would be a little different. Now, Dennis has caused a lot of pain. I saw some clips from the 30 for 30. I got to see his kids talk that they just want their dad. They, they, you know, the, the cycle's repeating itself and um, you know, his alcohol abuse is well-documented. This, what Celebrity Apprentice is well-documented. North Korea is well-documented. His rebounding titles are well-documented. NBA championships well-documented. And, um, but you can only stop and think, how would we approach Dennis by knowing all the information and not just looking on the outside in? We'd approach a little differently, fair? So if we were to close the gap with Dennis Rodman, it would change if we read his bio first. And so in this room, every single one of us have a bio, we have a story, and if we see a highlight or a low light, that is a entry point into building a relationship, but not the only entry point. And it's very important that we ask questions, we seek to understand, we come in, we have biases, we, we have prejudices, we have situations that have caused us to shell up. I was driving to an Eastern football game, and I... Uh, me and the kids were in the minivan, and the minivan to us is a place of freedom because I always thought it would mean that I'm a soccer dad, but we use the minivan for adventures. And shout out to all the soccer dads and soccer moms. You know, that's cool if that's you. We personally wanted to, you know, think the minivan is like a four-by-four off-road thing. And, and so though you might look at us and see us in a minivan, on the inside it is, it's, our, it's Disney World. You know, we're doing our thing. Um, we're not conforming to anybody. There's no box. We're in that. And, and we're driving. We're going to the Eastern game. Look over, and there's this lady just fighting this person. And I got the kids, and the language is very inappropriate, but what are you going to do? You're just going to keep driving, so it's, okay, let's pull over. And what are you going to do? You're going to get out and stop. And I, 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 I sense the Holy Spirit was saying, just pause, watch, and help if, if it gets too crazy. And we just sat there. 15 minutes, crazy. Kids are like, let's go, let's go. And they were, you know, a little scared. And I'm like, oh, we got to do this and just stay. And we stayed and we just saw that lady and I didn't know her story. And eventually they went there two different ways. And we said, I'll see you guys later, you know, and, and went about and then started talking with the kids about, you know, we don't know all their story. We don't know their circle of life. And we're not sure God, all the stuff that God's doing in that particular moment. And, and, and it was a, it was a, entry point for us to see that person's story and think differently of how to look past the surface and eventually get to the heart. And as we think of Love the City Week, it is a display of good works that will create goodwill ultimately to make room for the good news, to paint a new picture of outside in of what people even think of the church, what people think of me or you and, and the biases they have. We're going to John 3 and John 3, 16, real familiar passage. We've all heard this at some degree. You know, for God so loved the world. You see John 3, 16 on signs and football games. 
You see this in the background. And there's a, a, a backdrop to this story that's all the way back in Moses' time. That God was writing a story, a love story to pursue people. And we're picking it up. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation in verse 14. And just as Moses in the desert lifted up the brass replica of a snake on a pole for all the people to see and be healed. So the Son of Man is ready to be lifted up. So that those who truly believe in him will not perish but be given eternal life. All of us want eternal life. I mean... We do. But God makes a way only possible through Jesus. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. A gift. Open up. What kind of gift did God get us? You can almost hear the, the Jesus in the garden getting ready to go to the cross and just crying if there's any other way father make it so but not my will but yours be done as we open this gift when we talk about the gift of jesus sometimes we talk about you know the bags he handed out or the signs and wonders or his love the city week but jesus comes and humble obscure teaching or getting taught and then eventually teaching and leading and Loving through story and connecting with people from all different types of ways, helping close the gap. And, and he's going to go to the cross and not just die a, a normal death of somebody who was guilty, but somebody who was not guilty and accused wrongly, convicted, and goes to the cross. He's getting mocked at, laughed at, and he... Not just dies, but he drinks the cup of punishment, wrath for every single person and all the sins yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus became the person who helped close the gap. That's the kind of gift God gave. And as we continue to read it, first, so now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. So how do we get this gift? We believe in him. Belief. Belief. If we simply believe, and then now God starts to get us in this relationship, and we start to then get the instructions from the master, the blueprints, God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world. This is huge for us. If you're following Jesus, this is huge because this tells us of how we even should carry the gift we're not here to judge or condemn, but yes, we do judge. I'm grateful that people judge on what side of the road they should be driving on this morning. So we judge in that way, that sense. We know a tree by its fruit. We're judging, yes, but we're not judging ultimately of who can actually get in. We're not saying, oh, Dennis Rodman can't get in. Oh, no, no, no. That's a sign that God wants to do something special. The crazier the story, the crazier the glory of God. Like he just does that. But to be its savior and rescue it. Rescue. You ever find yourself watching some shows that people are getting rescued? So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him, but the unbeliever already lives under condemnation. So people that don't believe in Jesus, they're already under condemnation. We don't have to give them any more. God's convicted them already based upon his laws that are just, they are. 
simply because he exists. All of the cosmos. Romans 1 says that every person knows that God is real by his creation. And that they're condemned by their own. They have no longer, they've turned from God, but turned to worship the creation rather than the creator. And it's so crazy, but why do kids lie to their parents? It doesn't even make sense. Because it's in us. There's this, we need freedom from sin. And that's not even the greatest story. It's just freedom from sin. God wants to hang and connect and dwell with his people. So when Jesus steps in to help close the gap, it's for relationship an experience, not just for a lifetime, but forever eternal life. Because they do not believe in the name of God's beloved son. And continuing to read. And here is the basis for their judgment. The light of God has now come into the world, but the hearts of the people love their darkness more than the light. When we love our darkness more than the light, we can't see what God wants to do because they want the darkness to conceal their evil. I think we all know this feeling. When we've done wrong, do we want to be found? Do we want the light turned on? We want to hide it. We want to get that gone. Put that in the garbage dump real quick. Like, I wish, I, I wish nobody knew what happened there. Get, the, get that gone. Get that gone. But, but it's different when Jesus steps in the scene. We don't feel condemned. We actually want to bring that out and be like, oh my goodness, he can clean this place. We start grabbing all of our trash. We grab all of our mistakes, all of our shame. We just bring it. And he's like, boom. And he looks at us with confidence and with love. And he says, you belong. You have purpose. Love the city week is not a week. It's a mantra of heaven. It's, it's the heartbeat of God. So the wicked hate the light and try to hide from it for their lives are fully exposed in the light. Our job isn't to expose people. Verse 21, but those who love the truth, this is, will come out into the light. We're trying to find more people who love the truth, who want to come out into the light. This is why God sent his one and only son, unique as a gift, open up. For the light will reveal that their fruitful works were produced by God. The ability we have this week to go love people is produced by God only because me and you don't have the ability to look past Dennis Rodman's story and close the gap. Me and you do not have the ability on our own to see that girl fighting and not start judging. Me and you don't have the ability when we see people all messed up and to not start judging. Me and you don't have the ability on our own, but with God we do. And we start, God changed my mind. How do you see that person? How do you think of that person? Well, I don't, I don't speak their language, or I've heard people tell me this one. Well, I don't rap, and you rap, so you connect with those people. Well, at, at some point, that doesn't work because not everybody likes rap music. So I hope it's not just the way I can connect through rap music. That's a tool. But at the end of the day, you and me have a secret power, and it's the love of God that is way cooler than any trend. So God wants to rescue, restore and clean the wickedness of mankind because mankind is condemned already because of the sin and darkness that's in. But now God wants to clean, turn on the lights, and it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a God thing. And I know the tone and tact of many has distorted because people have watched us. And, 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 and this is why we need the full body of Christ. When sometimes people talk about Christianity, 
They don't even talk about Jesus. I don't even know what they're talking about. I really don't even know. No idea. And, 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 and I've listened to podcasts and people say, why well, I don't follow Jesus. And what they mean is they don't follow either their grandma, their uncle, or the weird person they met on the corner because they're not talking about Jesus. When we study Jesus, he is so profound. And we can reject him, but let's make sure we're presenting him in a way that, that is true to who he is, his character, and what the story of heaven is, that God didn't send his son to condemn the world. But whoever believes in him would not perish, but have this eternal gift. A gift, you know, you get ready and you give it to somebody and, it, it, and they just simply can receive it or not. They don't have to earn nothing. We're coming out to love people. We're not as somebody who's like, look at us. We're here to help. We're here to make the city great. It's like, no, 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 no. Like God is helping us and he's, he's the one who's great. And, and let's do this thing together. And we're not here to transform you. We're here to be transformed together. And, and it might look the same on the outside. And this is why two companies aren't the same. Even though you can produce the same widgets, if you don't carry the right philosophy and the culture, it's not the same. Sports fans in the house, the Patriots way is a little different. Somehow they keep taking no names and they keep winning. So something must be different. Sitting in the same classes, listening to the same material, same, well, I guess there could be a debate, the, the cameras and, and them cheating about the cameras, but same cameras, same craziness that's going on behind the scenes, same balls that are being deflated or not, whatever, deflate gate. Everybody's doing these crazy stuff, but yet the Patriots keep winning. And well, they got Tom Brady. Well, when they had uh, Matt Castle, they kept winning then too. Well, it must be Bill Belichick. Well, yeah, but then they got a good owner and they got this all connected, but not a good owner morally, potentially, because we're not following him because of basically what we found out was going on in Florida. Florida, so he's not our example for his Christianity, but he then becomes an example as a reference point in this moment that two things can look the same, but carry themselves very differently. So we can hand out a bag and, and look just like anybody else who has. A bag is nothing. It's a dollar bag. Like, cool. No, it's you that's special. It's God that's special. It's me that's special. And that's so cool. So God wants to close the gap today, and there's four areas I want to talk about. One, we have to be aware that there's a gap. Two, we have to acknowledge that, because sometimes we're aware, but we don't want to say it. And then we got to be accountable. How have I contributed to the gap? This word gets super tough. And then how can I take action? And uh, there's a little four-minute video that will help illustrate this. And this is only one, one gap. Uh, one particular gap, and I'm going to break down. There's a few different gaps to highlight today. One, for your note takers, there's, there's the, uh, a racial gap, which you'll see played out pretty well. There's a cultural gap, which is what we like or preferences or even regions, because there's subcultures. You could have two races that are on different sides of the planet, but culturally they don't connect, right? And then three, you have the economic gap, which is class. And, and too often that is um, people that have been separated by race, because of systematic oppression, um, but you do have multiple types of gaps. So we have racial gap, we have a cultural gap, and then we have an economic gap. And I think this video will help you know, paint that picture. Hey, line up. Line up. Everybody line up. We're about to race. Everybody line up. Shoulder to shoulder. Take off your backpacks. Basketball, line up. We're about to race. Hey, we are, we are racing for a $100 bill. The winner of this race will take this. It's a $100 bill. Before I say go, 
I'm going to make a couple statements. If those statements apply to you, I want you to take two steps forward. If those statements don't apply to you, I want you to stay right where you're at. Take two steps forward if both of your parents are still married. Take two steps forward if you grew up with a father figure in the home. Take two steps forward if you had access to a private education. Take two steps forward if you had access to a free tutor growing up. Take two steps forward if you've never had to worry about your cell phone being shut off. Take two steps forward if you've never had to help mom or dad with the bills. Take two steps forward if it wasn't because of your athletic ability, you don't have to pay for college. Take two steps forward if you never wondered where your next meal was going to come from. I want you guys up here in the front just to turn around and look. Every statement I've made has nothing to do with anything any of you have done. Has nothing to do with decisions you've made. Everything I've said has nothing to do with what you've done. We all know these people up here have a better opportunity to win this hundred dollars. Does that mean these people back here can't race? No. We would be foolish to not realize we've been given more opportunity. We don't want to recognize that we've been given a head start. But the reality is we have. Now, there's no excuse. They still got to run their race. You still got to run your race. But whoever wins this hundred dollars, I think it'd be extremely foolish of you not to utilize that and learn more about somebody else's story. Because the reality is, if this was a fair race and everybody was back on that line, I guarantee you some of these black dudes would smoke all of you. And it's only because you have this big of a head start that you're possibly going to win this race called life. That is a picture of life, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing you've done has put you in the lead that you're in right now. When I say go, on your mark, get set, go. It, uh, it ends with a, a, a verse, and it's just illustrating a point. Um, privilege in, in, in any situation, and there's, there's white privilege, there's class privilege. I love when Bodhi, Pastor Bodhi was here. He's from um, Nigeria, and he said that he comes from privilege there. And so it's not only reserved to a race conversation um, by his perspective of what he said. It's just privilege can happen in many different ways. And, and primarily, though, in our country, it has been a race conversation because we have to be aware of, even though, like, for instance, I'm at the back of the line based on all those, most of all those questions. But yet there's just a certain way people look at me um, because of my skin color that gives me an advantage 
based upon how people have seen the story told throughout the media. Like the media, if you, you know, if you grow up and the only movie you've ever seen of the inner city or of black people is Boys in the Hood or Menace of Society or Juice and all that came out in the same era, well, it's only natural you start to think you associate maybe crime with the race or if we've been hurt by a certain people group. And hurts are real. Like people have let us down. We've been hurt in this place. And, but that doesn't excuse us at some point then to then cast a shadow on everybody. But we come to the table and say, I need to be more aware and acknowledge that this gap is everywhere racially, culturally, economically, and I see this gap, and, and even though my, I might not have partook, and my family didn't, and maybe we don't own land, or we weren't part, we can't trace back to when our family was slave owners or whatever, or uh, try to even understand all the nuances, we don't have to then, we don't have to apologize, even if someone has uh, influence, or somebody has money, or somebody has a, a, a head start. You don't have to apologize. You just have to be aware then to say, what are we going to do for that as Jesus followers? Just what are we going to do? And, and now we already want to move on. I get this. But I want to talk about this for the next like 40 years. So it's probably not a good church to be at. I want, I, like, I really want to think what does holistic love look like? And, and I, that's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to be so cool as we're being intentional to commit to one another and submit to one another. And what God has been doing here, it, and just to kudos to yourself, leaders have come from all over the nation. Every time they visit City Life, they say there's something special about reconciliation that's happening. And it's cool. And I think, I think, I think Lansing helps us do that, to be honest, because Lansing is like a mutt. Like, where's your papers? I don't know. You go look in Kid City, every kid's mix and stuff. It's like, I don't know. You know, what's it like? Well, we don't know the come up. It's GM town. So we don't really, you know, we don't feel that, but we can be aware of what's taking place 40, 50 years ago in the laws that, I mean, we're not that far removed from these things. You know, I was watching Goonies with my kids the other day, and look, there's only one person of color in it, and a person of color I'm defining by the, the, the stereotypical way, but everyone's got a color, like white's a color too, so we're all colored people, but primarily how it's used in context, colored or minorities. The only minority that's in the film is an Asian kid, and, and he's like, you know, you're kind of laughing at them with them, you know, $50 bill, booby trap, you know, and it's like, but there isn't anybody else casted in most of the films we've ever watched, and because who has the power to tell the story tells the story, and and, uh, and then when the story drops and it's Boys in the Hood or rap music and that's on display, well, we start to think that that's not somehow associated with intellect. We think that's somehow associated. And that's not just one. If we only see Selena, we think everyone in Latin culture is like that. Or, right? You know, and we don't actually know people and we just know the Dennis Rodman version of the story. And so how do we get past to be aware and then acknowledge? We have to be accountable. How have I and am I contributing to the gap? Now, somebody else, I don't have to apologize from graduating from Mason. When people think Mason, they think farmland. But my story in Mason, they called me a city boy because I lived in the city. Go figure. Isn't that funny? People from Mason calling you a city boy. Um, and then I lived in Williamson for a little bit. I uh, was totally immersed in Lansing, too, rapping and all that world. That's part of my story. But I remember living in Williamson, and I, I was preaching at church once, and, and um, Beautiful people, beautiful church, everything. And I just said, the only question we should ask ourselves is, why is everybody white in this town? Did that happen by chance? You know, it was cool. And it was, it was so neat because they actually wanted to be a part of the change. When you assume people want to help, I don't assume that every person in that video is wrong. We're ignorant. Like, 
So let's get some information then so that we can be a part of the transformation of what God wants to do. Or we can keep being silent and be quiet and just like let it happen. Like, come on. You want to play ball? Let's play ball. You know? Dude, a lot of times we just massage it on Sunday morning so we can get more people on the on-ramp. If you want the real conversation, we can get in the car and drive. But there's a cost for that because there's action. At the end of the day, it comes down to action. And here's where we're at. This is cool. Yeah, let's go like this. Come on. I do that. It's, I got energy in me and I just release it. Yes. I feel the Holy Spirit. It's so good. God is so good. Mark 12. And you shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Love God. And second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. This is the Love God, love people. Jesus, special ingredients. So what does loving God and loving people look like? I think we could define love of how we would define love, but then as we study God, we start to see that God is love and what's his qualities like. But love is also tied to, and this is tough, it's also tied to justice. And doing what's just for what we have influence. I think some of us, we think we're a part of justice experiences because we sent a comment. That's not justice. Or we wrote a little review. That's not justice. Justice is seeing somebody in a tough situation and standing up. And I wonder how many times I've been silent when I didn't understand why kids were getting made fun of in school. I was being silent with one of my friends who was one of the only mixed kids growing up in Mason. And there'd be times when he'd feel just totally outcast. But, you know, behind closed doors, he'd be like, oh, come out of the house. But, like, should I have defended a little bit more publicly? And, and then what about my white friend who came from New York, and this is where the gap for him, he, everyone called him a wigger because he was a white kid. And it was like, oh, so we associate the way he talks because he's from New York and then all that. And, and, then, uh, and that was tough, you know, and, and, and then he eventually lived with us and all of that and learning from that and um, that gap that's there. And, uh, and, and, and what does justice look like? For him, and what does justice look like for everybody? For women that have felt experienced uh, unequal pay, right? This is a pretty, this is a pretty complex world. And so, getting the information and then talking about it—that's not transformation. Be the change we want to see. And how does that change? It happens small. It happens local. It, it, that's what global looks like. It bloom where we planted. We start to we get information, then we want to apply it. We're learning. We're we're in practice together. We have times of study. We're looking. We're assessing. We're asking the Lord to change us. And and because Psalm 101 says this, I will sing of your steadfast love and justice. They go hand in hand. It's like the book of Amos. To you, O Lord, I will make music when we're singing. When we're singing, God, your love and your justice for all people. And that's not. We didn't even talk about our global bias, did we? Because as Americans, you know, watch the Olympics turn on. We, America, you know, we don't care if anybody else wins, you know. We don't care where the starting line is. We don't even care if they got running water. We're like, yo, see you, you know. <laughs> right? And I get that they're, 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 they're doing what they need to do. But as Christians, this is where, the, this is where it gets convicting. What's our job 
What does it look like for us at our jobs? What does it look like when we see people that are discounted? What does it look like for us to stand up for justice? What does it look like for us to want equal pay? What does it look like for us to be aware when people get ostracized or have to conform in a certain way to to be accepted in the tribe? So change doesn't happen through a tweet. It doesn't happen through a, a quote on Facebook. Change happens from us being changed and in the trench together because we get close to close the gap. And that's what this is all about. That's what this is, the whole message here. How do we close the gap? We have to get close. It's not theory anymore, is it? It's different when I'm at the table eating sushi and this girl, and she goes, yeah, I'm from, um, well, I won't say, say the city because you might get to know her, but uh, I'm from this town. I go, oh, I know a church there. She goes, oh. I said, yeah, they're a great church, great people, great things. She goes, oh, and I could tell there was like, church, you know. I was like, so I, we was like, okay, we don't got much time. We're going to keep talking about this. She goes, I would love to see the literature they're reading. And I was like, I would too. I, I go, one of the things I love about them is they will debate and they bring in all tough conversations. I said, there's this guy named Robbie Zacharias um, that goes around colleges that they've supported in different things and, and he'll have uh, debates about any question. One of the things I love about that church and the church is we shouldn't be afraid of any question or any conversation and it should be accepted. And, and, and not looking at her in a place of condemning her, but then starting to assume, actually, she's really smart and she's maybe not, never met a Jesus follower who said, no, it's okay to talk. Bring all the literature to the table. Bring all the literature. Bring all the books. Bring all the questions. God is big enough to handle it all. We're not afraid of science. We want a hyperloop. Come on, Elon Musk. We want this. We might inhabit Mars. We're going to have to change our theology then, some of us. It's okay. It's cool. It's cool. Because we have to get close. And in that moment, when we were close, and she was talking about the church in third person, pretty much, and we liked them, and I said, hey, yeah, and I'm a pastor. She goes, oh, you know, you're one of them. But, you know, like, but also I was a person in that moment. And whatever you want to talk about, let's talk about it. You know, people say you could never talk about religion and politics. That should be the thing we can talk about. Oh, we meant we want to convert everybody every time we talk about it. What would debate look like if genuinely believed the other person on the other side of the table has something to teach us? Um, and truth starts to become God's truth as we look at him objectively with head and heart. Friends, the furthest place, Jesus was accused as being a friend of sinners and all these things. The furthest place and the hardest place to travel on the whole entire planet is from our head to our heart. It's one thing to get it here, but here's what Love the City Week does. It gets it here. It gets it here. And so for the veterans in the room, yeah! Don't ever think that we can't get back to basics. I've graduated from a week. No, 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 nope. And for the rookies in the room that have never done something like that, come on, it's an easy on-ramp. It's just little layups. In fact, it's like the father. When the father picks you up and lets you dunk it, he's going to do so many cool things this week because he wants to tell people this. You are loved. Belong. And have purpose. That's what he wants to tell people. 
He wants to get close, and he wants to tell people that because that's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. If I could get uh, someone up here to play some keys, and God created music, so why not set the mood, right? Somebody, whatever, can do that. That'd be sweet. Oh, thanks, Torian. Give it up for Torian. Torian's Belt. That's my nickname for him. Remember that lady I was telling you about with the fight? So I saw her again on the same street, walking by herself. My heart started beating through my chest because this time it wasn't a controversial setting. If you try to get Dennis Rodman to change when he's drunk, that's probably not the best moment, right? But next time I saw her, I was so grateful and I didn't want to go, I don't want to condemn and I'm the guy that watched the fight. Uh, um, and if I remember all the moments, anyone who was ever part of school, you want to know what guilty and justice looks like? Anybody ever remember this moment? Fight, 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 or even watching it? Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. And so coming to her with that type of thought process, man, I, I'm broken. And I don't know her starting line. I don't know all the variables of what she feels or faces. But I know I need to pull over, and I'm just going to walk up to her, and I don't know where the conversation's going to go. So I just walked up, pulled up, said, hey, my name's Jerome, and I watched the fight about a month ago, and I was with my kids in the car, and uh, I can't remember all the words, but she was afraid at first, like almost like getting her in trouble, and I just said, I got $20 on me. I don't even know if that would bless you, but I want to extend this as just a sign of love to help close the gap. And, and say, like, that's, that's not who you are. That's definitely not who God made you to be. And I believe that God's got something more in store. And that's why he had to have let me see that. Because I'm a pastor at City Life. And God changed me from these same type of streets, same type of situations. And I believe that he sees you and he loves you because he let me see you again. And that must mean that he has something great for your life. And she starts bawling, yo. Bawling, bawling, bawling. She goes, I needed money today. And I don't carry cash on me like that said 20 bucks had to look at the outside story a little differently I'm not sure where that will go and but the neatest thing is Jesus is the master at closing the gap with this with women he wasn't afraid to be a seen was seen or affirming them and even empowering them he had he had women on his team Samaritans a family issue he was like, no, they're part of it too. Social outcasts as far as criminals and those that were in normal jobs or even uneducated became his elite team. So when he's recruiting fishers of men, these are people that can't get in the synagogue because they haven't tested well enough. So they just resort back to the family business. Family business is going to be the only thing they do. And then Jesus is going to say, I'm going to teach you how to fish in such a way. And he uses that illustration because the work will be hard and it's going to be a daily thing. But we're not going to just fish for fish's sake anymore. We're going to fish for men's sake because I want more people to be home with me forever because my God has sent me here. And, and, and I am one with him in the flesh in this moment. And I am the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who comes to me, I will not cast out. And I'm going to leave one day. I'm going to prepare a mansion, a home. And if it was not so, I wouldn't say so. There's going to be many rooms because I want many people there. And one day we're going to rule and reign. It's going to be so, so, so beautiful. Notice we haven't even talked about hell. Man, let's, let's, let's quit giving the enemy, too, he gets way too much hype. Natural byproduct of rejecting God is separation from God. Separation from God is hell. 
And we are all guilty apart from a new life, born again. In the John 3 backdrop, that's what Nicodemus asks him. What must someone do to be born again? Except me. Can I get Tina up here too? Is she around here? Wherever she's at, I'm sure she'll hear it and come. That'd be sweet. There was that part in the song it was the first one, but it's from, it's the bridge from Wait Upon the Lord, which one day they're going to release, we're going to release a worship album. And there's been lyrics sometimes they play here on Sunday that's been marinating for over 10 years. And it's going to come. And because God's doing a good thing here, he's like doing something very unique. So it's neat. And this bridge is from that, but it's not because of uh, what I've done, but what you've done. And I love that because that's the heartbeat of Love the City Week. It's not because of anything we did. Well, look, we raised money for a truck. We raised $20,000 so we can stuff some bags. We're going to throw a party with laser tag. It's like, no, no, we're trying to get close. Because when we're close, we can whisper and have tough conversations. You know why the father doesn't have to yell to get our attention? Because he's willing to get close in our most darkest moments and places to turn the light on so that we can see. Friends, the gospel is so good that God closed the gap for us. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I would make peace with him today and I'm pleading. You'd say, what must I do to be saved? Turn from your sin, do a 180, run to God, receive his gift and be made brand new. And it's simply saying, I believe, I believe you're the only way. And Jesus then leads us on this great adventure that we get to be a part of what he's doing, rescuing people, rescuing Amen. All right, some specifics, and we're going to sing this a couple times. Love the City Week, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., noon, 6 p.m., hour of power. Come, jump on. You don't have to sign up. You just show up. We're going to be meeting and rallying in the big kids. If you want to come for prayer, prayer warriors, put your money where your mouth is. Let's do the 730 in the morning every day. And then on Saturday, we're going to rally at 10 a.m., and we're going to go blitz and do a block party. And then Sunday, we have, after the second service, I would invite everyone to come to the first service and then stay for the second service. And we're going to throw a big party to just, just to declare God's love. This is a display of what God is doing. And it's a week. It's a touch point. And it's our action item, our action item right, as a, as a people to help close the gap in, one, in, in, in this area and just go out there amongst the people so that it can be in Lansing as it is in heaven. We have this crazy prayer that when Jesus comes back, he's coming back here first because he's going to say, I have to go to Lansing first. There's these people that really believe I love. There's these people that really believe I can forgive. There's these people that don't judge or condemn others that want the sick to really come. No one's forgotten. There's these people and they're at City Life and I got to get them first and they got to be on our team because they're going to rule and reign together. And that, that's not because we're arrogant. We're actually believing that he did that. You know, like if he did that, we want to receive that. We didn't do that. It's produced by God. Yeah. Not because of what I've done or we've done. All because of what he's done. We still got funds that we need to get in. If you want to make that happen, go to our app. City Life Lansing, or go to the page lovethecity.org. Will you stand and worship with me as we close and we sing this a few times? And it's not because of what I've done, it's all because of what you've done. Lord, you are the one who shelters us. 
And it's not because of what I've done. It's all because of what you've done. Lord, you are the one who shelters us. And it's not because of what I've done. It's all because of what you've done. Lord, you are the one who shelters us. And it's not because of what I've done. It's all because of what you've done. Lord, you are the one who shelters us. I want to ask a question real quick. If you'd be brave enough today to say, I'm convicted and uh, about the message to close the gap and I want to be somebody that closes the gap better would you be brave enough to raise your hand Jesus you see these hands raised God I ask for grace and the gift of heaven to flow through us flow through us we're going to make mistakes but God we're saying yes to being a part of what heaven wants to do to rescue to restore to connect to change starting lines to give up when we think we're right that we're going out in love this week and more and more I pray there'll be a new day stuff will fall off of us in our jobs in our home and God we won't grow weary in doing good may there be a fresh awakening a rainbow a sign and a symbol that you are with us and you won't leave us and we can trust you Move past, I see us zooming past the hurt, zooming past the fears, zooming past the shame. And all that's left is the light of God, of what God wants to do and his amazing job description and the treasures he wants to find throughout this city of people to connect one life at a time, that it's more than a week. People are more than projects. This is what you do, it's who you are, and it's what we want to do, and it's, wanna, it's what we want to be. In Jesus' name, we thank you for freedom today. And if you believe it, say a big amen. Come on, we can do better than that. God's rewriting some stories today. God's changing some things today. God's changing some perspectives today. He's making things fresh today. He's giving us hope today. He's encouraging us today. He's championing us today. He's reminding us today. He's stirring us up today. Thanks for being a part of the 10 a.m. service. If you want to come back after the next service, we're going to be stuffing a bunch of bags. We're going to get 3,000 more ready in the hallways. Be a part of Love the City Week. I, I don't think any of us will regret it. I know God has always surprised me throughout this whole week. And we're going to be here next week. All races, all faces, all classes, you belong here. We're going to keep loving the city one life at a time, and we won't stop until he makes all things new. We love you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.